Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm your host here on the podcast. We do these new episodes every Monday through Friday, and we post them around midnight Eastern, talking some Penn State football so you can get your Penn State podcasting fix at any time of the day, and we'll have some fresh content for you. In today's episode, we are going to run through this weekend's upcoming schedule around the Big Ten. It's our Big Ten weekend preview, where we run through the entire schedule of games and also take a look at some of the top 25 teams in action. And if you're a Penn State fan, we give you the rooting interest that you should have now moving forward as the playoff race is still underway and Penn State is still on the playoff radar, obviously with a lot of work to do on their own behalf. And we'll talk about that coming up in today's episode. As always, if you enjoy what you hear in today's episode and you want to get some more, make sure you subscribe in your favorite podcasting app, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, you name it, we're on it. We also have an RSS feed that you can add to any other podcasting app you may be using. And if you want to help to support the show moving forward, I hope you'll consider spending a free minute of yours by leaving a rating and a review. Not only do we appreciate the feedback as we strive to make this show something you want to come back to and share with your friends and family, but we also know that it's going to help grow the show on those various podcasting apps with the placement in the various rankings and databases. So we appreciate any feedback you have for us and support you have for us there. And of course, we want you to be a part of the show. So stay connected with us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. And you can check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Give it a like and share these posts with your friends and family in their Facebook feeds and their timelines. And it breaks up some of the monotony of some of the stuff that goes on on Facebook. But like I said, today is our Big Ten Weekend Preview. So let's go ahead and start running through this weekend around the Big Ten. Before we get started looking through this weekend around the Big Ten schedule, a couple news and notes from around the Big Ten, certainly within the Big Ten East Division. And one of these stories slightly pertains to Penn State, so it's not too out of the ordinary to bring something like this up. Uh, Penn State, of course, is going to be playing Ohio State next week. So lots to look forward to with next week's coverage leading up to the game with the Buckeyes. But of course, the big story out of Ohio State the last couple of weeks has been the status of defensive star Chase Young who, of course, was being investigated for an alleged NCAA violation where he allegedly accepted money in order for his girlfriend to be able to travel out to the Rose Bowl to see him uh, play for Ohio State uh, last season against Washington. Now, say what you will, it's a silly rule that the NCAA has, but it is a rule, and obviously if you are in violation of any NCAA rule, you have to pay some kind of a punishment. And this was a punishment that could have been up to four games, which of course would have forced him to miss next week's game against Penn State. Uh, I always thought that four game suspension for this kind of a violation is probably a little extreme. And it turns out that it probably was. Now, this is going to be the, the breaking news out of Ohio State is Chase Young is going to miss this weekend's game against Rutgers after sitting out last week's game against Maryland. He will, coincidentally or not, be coming back next week for Penn State. So he will be available when Ohio State takes on Penn State next week. And, of course, that's going to be a big lift for the Ohio State defense. And it's just one more massive challenge ahead for Penn State coming up next week when they start to get ready to focus on the Buckeyes. Like I said, a four-game suspension for the crime, or not really a crime, but the violation was the, the max punishment, I guess. And I always thought that that was a little too extreme. Sitting out two games, I think, is much more manageable, much more appropriate. But again, 
it's a silly NCAA rule. I hope that one day that's a rule that is completely wiped off the books. Uh, you know, and I got into I got into some heated discussions about this with some people on Twitter. And, you know, my stance has always been, I don't care how silly the NCAA rule is, you still have to comply with it if you're going to be playing for one of these NCAA member institutions. Just just the way I see it, uh, and I feel like I'm pretty straightforward with this. I understand you know, not everybody has uh, great backgrounds. You know, sometimes you're going to accept money, but it just seems to me that uh, if you're going to accept money so your girlfriend can fly out to see you in a bowl game, you know, maybe have that person pay the girlfriend directly. Uh, I'm not saying that that's any better, but it's certainly a, a way to get around that NCAA rule, I would think. Um, you know, Maybe the NCAA thinks differently, but bottom line is uh, Chase Young got found guilty of accepting money and extra benefit for, for uh, some travel for his girlfriend. So you know, I, I understand. Do what you want to do to get your loved ones to see you play in the biggest games of your life, uh, especially at this stage of his football career. You never know what's going to happen. You know, <laughs> you never know. This could be your last football game. This could be your last football season. Uh, you, you may not play another down. You may not get drafted. You, you just never know what's going to happen. You know, as promising as the future looks for Chase Young, I'm not saying anything otherwise, but I just feel like sometimes you want to take advantage of the opportunities you have in those moments. And sometimes players get into trouble by going ahead and doing so. So you got to be careful about it. I think uh, two-game suspension is justified for the, the alleged violation here in play. And uh, I guess Ohio State could have appealed it but decided not to. I think that that was the word. But the other storyline that actually ties into this, you remember the broadcast th th for the Ohio State-Maryland game last week, uh, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt were kind of alluding to the fact that or the idea that Maryland may have tipped the NCAA off on the Chase Young situation. Of course, Chase Young is from that area, the DMV. So there was some speculation that maybe Maryland was looking for an edge to take out one of the top players from their own backyard uh, going up against Ohio State. So he would be ineligible to play. Now, Gene Smith, the AD at Ohio State, came out and said that Maryland did not tip anybody off. And the reason I bring this story up today is because I guess Penn State was one of the teams that had been thrown out there as a potential team or a coaching staff that may have dropped the ball on the Chase Young information. That has apparently been denied by Gene Smith. He said that Maryland and no other Big Ten institution, I, I don't remember exactly how he worded it, but he basically said that Penn State wasn't responsible for this either. So any idea out there that Penn State may have uh, tipped off the NCAA regarding Chase Young with the hopes of not having to face him next week, uh, apparently has been denied by Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State. So take that for what it is. You know, it just could be uh, just Gene Smith's way of you know, washing his hands of this whole situation and just moving on. I, I don't know what the story is behind the scenes, but bottom line is Chase Young is going to play against Penn State unless anything changes between now and then, which I wouldn't expect. And one other uh, just... Thing to keep an eye on outside the uh, Penn State around the Big Ten East. Rutgers appears to be gearing up for the reunion with Greg Schiano, who apparently was meeting with the governor of New Jersey yesterday. And it, all signs seem to be that Greg Schiano is going to be the guy. He has had some demands that Rutgers is going to have to invest heavily in the future of that football program, which I think he's the one coaching candidate who can probably pull that kind of a swing 
against uh, Rutgers or to to inspire Rutgers to to make some big financial decisions moving forward because they're not just investing in the coach but if they want this coach to succeed this time around in a tougher environment in a tougher conference than he was when he was in the Big East and that was actually when the Big East was pretty decent I think he's the one coaching candidate who gets to get that power in the negotiation phase before he accepts the the job. And it does look like Greg Schiano is going to be the guy. I don't know exactly when Rutgers will make this thing official. I don't think there's any reason to really deny it or delay it, but it does look like Greg Schiano is certainly going to be the guy. So that's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be pretty interesting. A guy that has had some great success at Rutgers before he went off to the NFL and kind of fell off with the coaching pedigree. But uh, it should be pretty interesting to see how Greg Schiano fares at Rutgers this time around. I, I think coaches going back to old jobs where they had success doesn't necessarily always pan out. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Greg Schiano and Rutgers. But it definitely looks like we're getting close to crossing the goal line with that coaching hire in the Big Ten East. All right, coming up in the next segment, we are going to begin our run-through of the Big Ten weekend schedule. And then, of course, in our third segment, we'll take a look at some of the other top 25 teams in action. And I'll tell you which teams and which games you should have a rooting interest in this weekend if you're a Penn State fan with still clinging to those college football playoff hopes. You don't have to cling too hard because, as we discussed, Penn State is still in control of their own path to the playoff. It's just going to take a lot of work, and it never helps to get a little help along the way. So we'll talk about that in the next couple of segments here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Week 12 of the college football season is here and we are coming down the final home stretch of the regular season. And of course, Penn State is going to be helping to kick things off this weekend with a noon kickoff at home against Indiana, a game we've been talking about as the week has progressed. You know all know the story here. Penn State lost last week, looking for a big rebound at home. Indiana is actually coming in ranked in the AP Top 25 for the first time since 1994. And this Indiana passing attack is not to be taken lightly. So Penn State's defense is going to have to tighten up against the pass, especially after last week's performance against Minnesota. And I think playing at home is certainly going to be a rewarding experience for Penn State. I think they can get back into a comfort zone. And while they may give up some plays against the pass this weekend, I do think the defensive line is going to have a better performance. I don't think this defense is going to have a slow start where they give up some big touchdown drives at the start of the game. And I really look to see if Sean Clifford kind of shrugs off the start that he had last week with three interceptions. Uh, including that third one that really decided the game for Minnesota. And of course, you remember last week, they opened the game up with a turnover, an interception deep down the field. So I want to see if Penn State can get off to a fast start this week. I do anticipate a little bit of a slow beginning to the game for the Nittany Lions, but I do think as the course of the game runs, I think by the second quarter comes around, you know, the Penn State will start to flex some muscle and start to pull away from Indiana. But Indiana's going to make things a little bit closer than you probably want to see because Indiana has a history of doing that. And this is a pretty good Indiana team. So let's not just completely uh, expect this one to be a win. I think Penn State's going to have to go out and earn this one. But it's, it'll be good for Penn State to be back home. 14.5 point favorite against the Hoosiers. Other noon games around the Big Ten. Wisconsin traveling to Nebraska. Now this is a situation where Nebraska probably has to steal this win because they are two wins away from bowl eligibility. If they have three games to play, including this week against Wisconsin, of course, they'll play Iowa at the end of the season. And Wisconsin is in an interesting position. They're at number 14 in the college football playoff rankings, and they absolutely are still in play for a shot at the Big Ten West division. 
probably need to get a little bit of help this weekend from Iowa, but Wisconsin is certainly uh, still in the running here and still has a shot to play for the Big Ten Championship. So they have to go on the road and win at Nebraska. I, I don't know what to expect from Nebraska anymore. <laughs> I do think that Wisconsin is certainly going to be the same team we always expect them to be. They'll play some good defense. They'll run the football well. Those just happen to be a couple of kryptonites for Nebraska because they don't really tend to play well uh, against teams that can do that. So I think Nebraska might be in for another tough afternoon at home. And this will be an early kickoff, you know, 11 a.m. Uh, uh, local time for this kickoff at Nebraska. So a lot of, a lot of interesting developments here for Nebraska. The, I believe the school president or the, the AD has come out in defense of Scott Frost. So they're already feeling some pressure there to get some things going here for Scott Frost. I still think they're going to be okay though, but that's a 12 o'clock noon start on the big 10 network. The Penn state game is on ABC. So if you want to do some channel flipping back and forth um, there, there's your option there, or you could flip over to Fox. Fox will have the big noon Saturday game with the number 15 Michigan Wolverines hosting Michigan state, Michigan state also two wins away from being bowl eligible. So they're starting to ride some thin ice here and they cannot afford a loss on the road against the Wolverines. Big rivalry game, of course. Michigan is a favorite here, a 13.5-point favorite. And that's because Michigan State has just not looked very good this season. Even in games where their offense does come alive and put up some points, their defense is not the kind of defense that has been holding on to those games. Look at that Illinois game. They just got completely uh, flatlined <laughs> with the defense in that fourth quarter. And credit Illinois for doing what they did. But this Michigan State team is a mess this season. We already saw Penn State take care of Michigan State earlier this season. I think Michigan's going to handle Michigan State very heavily here. I think Michigan blows Michigan State out of the water. And can that, that would be good for Penn State because, as I've said before, the more Michigan wins, the better it looks for Penn State. So uh, there's your rooting interest in this game. I know some, some Penn State fans may struggle with the concept, but rooting for Michigan here is perfectly acceptable. Another noon start, this one also on the Big Ten Network, so I guess if you have regional coverage, it depends on where you are, but Northwestern's going to be playing UMass. Northwestern's 1-8. UMass is 1-9. Northwestern is a 40.5-point favorite. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even realize the spread was that wide. How bad is UMass? 1-8 Northwestern is a 40.5-point favorite. I just felt like I had to say that again because it's so unbelievable, but... I, I don't think Northwestern covers that spread, but I do think that this is the second win of the season for Northwestern because UMass is just absolutely horrible. And the one win they have this season is against Akron, a team that still has not won a game. So how bad is Akron? They're pretty bad, too. And I've already said way more on UMass and Northwestern than I should have said. So we'll move on here. We move up to 3.30 p.m. Eastern, another game on the Big Ten Network. Number two, Ohio State, slipping to number two in the college football playoff rankings after being passed by number one, LSU. Ohio State will be on the road this weekend. They are taking on Rutgers, and Ohio State is a 52-point favorite here against the Scarlet Knights. And folks, I think they can easily cover that one. Uh, this is a game that I, I do think that Ohio State will probably take it a little bit easy because they do know that they have their big challenge ahead of them next week with Penn State coming into town. I don't expect to see a whole lot of razzle-dazzle here from Ohio State. I think this is a game that they can play very vanilla, and maybe they don't cover the 52, but they are fully capable of doing so. I don't really know where to go with this because I do think that Rutgers is just that much of a mess. Ohio State can play their second-string team the entire team, the entire game here and still win this thing 
by five touchdowns, six touchdowns. So uh, I would look for Ohio State to get their stats early for their key guys like Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins, maybe Chris Olave, but uh, give those guys an early rest because you don't want to risk an injury here uh, against Rutgers before you've got Penn State coming up next week. And, of course, you close out the regular season against Michigan. So this is Ohio State's final tune-up for their potential playoff run here. Uh, playoff or bust run, I should say, because uh, those games against Penn State and Michigan are going to be huge, not to mention a potential shot at the Big Ten Championship after that. And last but not least on the Big Ten schedule this week, we head to 4 p.m. on Fox. You've got number eight Minnesota taking their undefeated record on the road to the place where undefeated seasons die, Kinnick Stadium against number 20, Iowa Hawkeyes. Of course, Penn State has had their history in Kinnick Stadium, and we've seen the Hawkeyes pull some big upsets on some national title contenders and Big Ten title hopes uh, for teams like Ohio State and, and Michigan and, of course, Penn State over the years. Can they do it to Minnesota? Well, the odds makers sure think so. Iowa's actually a three-point favorite here against the Gophers, and I guess there's a couple things in play here. There's still a lot of people that doubt Minnesota. I, I don't totally get it because of what they did last week, and they've actually been playing some really good football leading up to that. But this is a this is a classic letdown experience or a letdown week opportunity here for Minnesota, coming off their biggest win in recent program history. And I have a broad uh, time span for when I say recent here, talking about the Gophers. But now they have to go on the road against an Iowa team that plays good defense, can run the football, and Typically has a, a decent passing attack with Nate Stanley. And, of course, this is a home game in Canick Stadium. So, Iowa may not have a shot at the Big Ten West, but this is certainly not a team that uh, is going to be easy to get by for Minnesota. So, this is going to be another tough test for them. And we knew going into November that Minnesota's toughest games were going to be played this month. They, uh, they obviously clipped Penn State last week. Now they got to go on the road uh, to a, a really tough environment. <laughs> it really will be tough for Minnesota. And in my game preview for Athlon Sports, I actually predicted that I was going to pull off the upside here. And I guess I can't even say an upset because the odds makers say that Iowa is actually the favorite team. So again, lots of reasons to like Iowa here, but I am not going to suggest that Minnesota uh, is totally out of this one. This is a good Minnesota team, as we saw last week, and I think they're going to put up a real good fight against Iowa. I just think that Iowa finds a way to pull off the upset at the end with a big defensive play or maybe a late late field goal. I don't know, but... I do think Iowa's going to bring Minnesota's season undefeated record to an end, I should say. And that's actually the rooting interest here for Penn State. I think you got to root for Iowa here. Like Michigan, the more games that Iowa wins, the better. You want to keep Iowa in that top 25. Right now, they're in the top 20. That's a good spot for Iowa moving forward. And if they can pull off a win against number eight, Minnesota, maybe that softens the blow a little bit. And I'd be very curious to see how the playoff committee would rank Minnesota compared to Penn State, considering they're eight and nine neck and neck next to each other in the rankings this week. All right, coming up in the third segment, we'll take a look at some of the top 25 teams in action. I'll give you some more rooting interest for what you should be watching for this weekend as we get ready for another weekend of college football. This is the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash locked on Nittany. And guys, let me tell you about Roman. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping.
Now that we've run through the entire weekend schedule for the Big Ten, let's take a look through the entire top 25 and see if there's any rooting interest that Penn State fans should be keeping in mind. And we're just going to go through in chronological order according to the time that these games are kicking off. And right off the bat, we've got number five Alabama at Mississippi State. Listen, if there was ever a time for Joe Moorhead to live up to some of the hype and score the biggest upset that Mississippi State has been waiting for, this would be a great week for it if you're a Penn State fan. So you're going to be rooting for your former offensive coordinator to do the unthinkable and hand Alabama a second straight loss. I sincerely don't think that that's at all a possibility here because I do think that Alabama is going to bounce back in a big way against a Mississippi State team that it really isn't all that great. And this is a 4-5 and five Mississippi State team. Alabama is a 19-point favorite, but of course, if you're Penn State, you're rooting for Mississippi State to knock Alabama into the pile of two lost teams, and that would be a more devastating blow for Alabama, clearly, than a loss at home to LSU. So... You need Alabama to lose the second game if you want to get them out of the way. And certainly that would move Penn State up in the rankings, assuming that Penn State is able to get a win this weekend. And of course, rooting interests are always on the basis of the fact that Penn State is going to uh, probably win their game. And that's always what you got to look for, certainly in this situation right now. Penn State can't afford to lose, and they need to hope to, some other teams probably lose just to knock them out of the way, take care of it. So if Mississippi State can score a win against Alabama, that would be huge for Penn State. Number 11, Florida, is at Missouri. The SEC East is pretty much all decided, but Florida has a shot at it if they can beat Missouri here. Georgia can actually wrap up the SEC East this weekend with a win at Auburn or a Florida loss. So Florida going all the road against Missouri. I think they keep the pressure on for Georgia, and that extends the SEC East race into next week because I do think that Florida goes on the road and beats uh, Missouri. Florida's actually a seven-point favorite. Kind of like that one right there. We already talked about a couple of these Big Ten games that are on the schedule at noon. Another noon start, Oklahoma State at home against Kansas. No real rooting interest here for Penn State. So go ahead and uh, root for less miles to maybe get one win closer to a potential bowl game. Kansas has to win their last three games just to make that happen. Probably doesn't happen here. Oklahoma State is a pretty big favorite. Number 23, Navy, is going to South Bend for their annual rivalry game with Notre Dame. Of course, the number 16 Notre Dame, and I don't think I need to tell you here that you root for Navy in this situation. It doesn't matter what Notre Dame's ranked. You always root for Navy against Notre Dame. In the ACC, actually a pretty big game in that ACC Atlantic division, even though Clemson has already wrapped up the division because Wake Forest lost last week. But Wake Forest might be the biggest threat to Clemson the rest of the way. This is a pretty good Wake Forest team. They're coming off a loss to Virginia Tech. They're a big 34.5 point underdog against Clemson. So I wouldn't count on Clemson losing this game. But my goodness, if Clemson were to lose this game, that would be a monster of a loss, especially in the eyes of the selection committee. So that's what you got to root for here if you're a Penn State fan. Root for Clemson to take a loss because that thing's that kind of drops the Tigers much deeper into the discussion here as for the playoff moving forward. Of course, the big one at 3.30, you got number four Georgia at number 12 Auburn. Auburn's got two losses, so even a win against Georgia probably won't be enough to bump them too high up in the rankings at this point, uh, assuming some of the other chalk holds. But of course, Georgia is sitting at number four right now, and I actually thought that Penn State was going to be much closer to Georgia in these latest playoff rankings, and my goodness, I was wrong on that one. So obviously, the rooting interest here is for Auburn to hand Georgia a second loss. Georgia can still make up some ground, I think, later on if they were, are to win the SEC championship. But then you'd be talking about two-loss SEC champion at the end of the picture, at the end of the game or end of the season, and maybe they make the playoff. I don't think so. I think that that would be 
uh, a pretty interesting development there where the SEC champion doesn't get in. But uh, obviously the rooting interest here is to knock the number four team out of the pecking order and maybe climb up a couple spots if you can beat Indiana. So you root for Auburn here. Don't fear that Auburn potentially moves ahead of uh, too many teams, although they would have wins against Oregon and Georgia, which are two really good wins to have on their schedule. But how much does it help a two-loss team? That remains to be seen. But you root for Auburn here, at least this week. Another 3.30 game, Memphis at Houston. I actually wrote up the uh, game preview for this one over on Athlon Sports. I think Memphis wins this one big. And I think Memphis is going to be the team in that group of five race playing in the New Year's Six at the end of the season. So this Memphis team is really good. I think they blow out Houston on the road. Number 19, Texas at Iowa State. Another 3.30 game on Fox Sports 1. Texas is a seven-point underdog here against Iowa State. I think Iowa State hands Texas another loss. At no real rooting interest here. It doesn't really matter, I think, in the big picture here for the college football playoff. I think, you know, obviously, if you're Oklahoma or Baylor, you're hoping that Texas can stay uh, ranked and maybe make that a more quality win should Baylor get a chance to get that next week. But, obviously, no real rooting interest here if you're a Penn State fan. Same thing for number 24, Kansas State, against West Virginia. Game means really nothing here for Penn State. Uh, of course, Kansas State is a 14-point favorite. Kind of like them. West Virginia's a mess. Moving into the evening games, hey, you want to get crazy with a rooting interest? How about rooting for Ole Miss this week? They're only a 21-point home underdog, too. Number one, LSU. <laughs> yeah, I don't anticipate uh, too much help being given here by Ole Miss here for anybody out there. Uh, LSU has looked really good. Of course, they're coming off the monster of a win on the road against Alabama. Now they got to go back on the road again this week, take care of some business against Ole Miss. This is not an Ole Miss team that I think is going to threaten old LSU here, and I don't expect much of a letdown. I think this LSU team is for real. I think they're a machine, and I think they're ready to roll into the college football playoff for the first time. Looking like a very strong contender here. I, and, and, you know, the matchup of LSU and Ohio State already seems like it would be pretty fun to watch course unless you're a Penn State fan <laughs> so maybe you're not too excited about that but the, the storylines for that one alone would be pretty interesting but yeah LSU is not going to lose here on the road against Ole Miss they're a 21 point favorite they might even cover that another group of five game number 17 Cincinnati at South Florida I think South Florida is getting pretty close to cutting ties with Charlie Strong and you know Willie Taggart's out there I'd be curious about a reunion there but the Cincinnati team is really good like Memphis, I think that it's going to come down to Cincinnati and Memphis, and they're going to play in the final game of the regular season, and they could very well be playing the following week in the AAC Conference Championship. So if you like some group of five action, that's the game to watch on CBS Sports Network at 7 p.m. Uh, big game in the Big 12, number 10, Oklahoma with 8-1 record, heading to number 13, Baylor, 9-0, 6-0 in the Big 12. Baylor, I think, is being disrespected by the selection committee. I think this is their statement opportunity. I don't know if they can beat Oklahoma, though. I, I really like this Oklahoma team. I know they've their defense has really slipped up the last couple of games out, and they've looked more like the old Oklahoma, but the fact that they have that offense is what really makes them tick. And I don't think that Baylor, as good of a season as they are having, under Matt Rule, and I love Matt Rule, too, but I just I don't think they have nearly enough firepower that they're going to need to win this game. If it goes into a shootout, I think that obviously favors Oklahoma. I think Jalen Hurts puts up some more big numbers in this game against a pretty good Baylor defensive team. But I do think that this Oklahoma team is still the team to beat in the Big 12. And I think they offer a strong reminder of that this weekend. But of course, if you're, if you're asking for rooting interest, I don't really know which way to go with this one. Because Oklahoma's got the one loss. They're at number 10. A win against number 13 Baylor. 
probably helps them a little bit, but maybe not because <laughs> the selection committee is not very high on them, at least as high as they probably should be. Whereas Baylor, if they go to 10-0 with a victory against number 10 Oklahoma, they could be moving up a few spots. So I'm going to say root for Oklahoma here, maybe. You know, I take that back. Just root for Baylor. A real quick note on the 7:30 game on ESPNU between number 25 Appalachian State at Georgia State. Pretty big game in the Sun Belt Conference. Appalachian State is a 16.5 point favorite. I still think they're kicking themselves for losing to Georgia Southern a couple weeks ago, but they're back in the top 25 for the playoff committee, which is interesting to note because the highest ranked conference champion from the group of five is going to be the team that plays in that New Year's Six at the end of the year. So Appalachian State is back on the radar. Probably still needs a little bit of help, but there's some teams ahead of them that are probably going to have to play each other. So they could get some help. So just keep an eye on Appalachian State. Still a really good program there. Uh, they're going to be playing in Atlanta on on Saturday night. Big game in the Pac-12. Chip Kelly and UCLA going on the road to take on number seven, Utah. Now, I don't need to tell you what the rooting interest here is. You're rooting for Chip Kelly and UCLA to hand Utah a second loss. Uh, I think the Pac-12 is really hoping that Utah and Oregon can get to the end of the season without an additional loss and get into that offer championship each with one loss that would be huge for the Pac-12 still very much a possibility here but UCLA's been playing some good football lately uh, all of a sudden they're looking a little bit more competent as a program and who's to say they can't go on the road against Utah and score an upset I don't anticipate it happening Utah does play very tough at home and they're very tough to beat at home so I think Utah will get away with this one here but I think UCLA gives them a good matchup here and, of course, we'll stay in the Pac-12 for another late game. 10.30 p.m., number 6 Oregon hosting Arizona. Again, you don't need to tell me, or I don't need to tell you, <laughs> Oregon is the team you're rooting against here. You want to knock these Pac-12 teams out of the way, and handing them a second loss is the way to do it. So, uh, handing Oregon their first loss since the season opener uh, by Arizona would be huge because Arizona is just kind of up and down, and they're mostly down. Uh, this is not a program that I think is going to be much of a challenge here for Oregon. So I do think Oregon rolls at home. Uh, they continue to play some really good football, and Arizona is just uh, going to go home kind of scratching their heads thinking, you know, what do we need to do to get this program going in the right way under Kevin Sumlin? So I think Oregon wins this one. I think they win this one comfortably. And they're going to be 9-1. They're still going to remain a little bit of a problem moving forward, I think, as far as uh, any Penn State playoff hopes are concerned. And one last top 25 team in action I will mention. Boise State, number 21, hosting New Mexico. Boise State's a 28-point favorite at home. I think they'll be able to handle business just fine after a little bit of a scare last week by a much better Wyoming team. New Mexico is kind of a mess. They're own 5 in the Mountain West. Not going to be much of a threat here to Boise State. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode and continuing to subscribe and rating and reviewing the episodes and checking out this podcast on a daily basis. We do these new episodes every Monday through Friday, and we appreciate the feedback you guys are helping to give us an idea of how we're doing. And of course, any help you can have in helping to spread the word about it is much appreciated. So we really appreciate all of that stuff. And of course, we want to keep you connected to this podcast moving forward. So send in your mailbag questions. I'll answer them on the podcast. The best way to do that is to follow along on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. You can head over to our Facebook page. We're going to start doing some Facebook live chat sessions in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. So make sure you're staying connected on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. So we'll have some fun on that as well. 
And of course, I want to make sure you guys are subscribing to the podcast on all the different podcasting apps such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, iHeartRadio. And we also have an RSS feed. So if I didn't mention one that you use to listen to podcasts, you can add the RSS feed and you can get these episodes to you as soon as they are made available. I do try to post them around midnight Eastern, so they are there for you all day long. Anytime you need your Penn State podcasting fix, I'll try to have you covered. Coming up in tomorrow's episode will be our Football Friday episode where we will take a look at our final takes on what to expect from Penn State versus Indiana, break the game down a little bit, some predictions on what to expect, and some things to watch for in the game as Penn State tries to get that rebound win and stay in the playoff hunt as well as the Big Ten title hunt. Once again, I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. I'm a contributor to Athlon Sports and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. I actually had the game preview this week for Penn State, Indiana going up on Athlon Sports, I believe, at some point today. I will share that with you once it is available. I also have a couple of the game previews if we want to check those out as well as you get ready for this weekend of college football. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great Thursday. Come back. We'll have our football Friday, and we'll have some fun to round out the week. So just one more day closer to the weekend. Have a great one. I'll talk to you tomorrow.